hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today. And we have the pleasure of having Jason from Four Pillars CrossFit on um, today, and we're going to be discussing CrossFit and the history of CrossFit and what it all entails. And I can tell you, you don't want to miss out on this episode and stay till the very end because um, in the first 10 minutes I just discussed with Jason pre-show, I learned a lot about CrossFit and I'm super excited to learn more. So um, you don't want to miss out. There might be some some surprises that you, what you thought about CrossFit and, um, or what you didn't know about CrossFit. So stay tuned for that. I do want to mention, we had a comment on our YouTube channel from John Dickerson, all the way, Dickinson, excuse me, all the way from, uh, Switzerland, uh, one of our viewers from Switzerland. And thank you, John, for tuning in and commenting on our YouTube page. He actually had a question about, uh, low dose naltrexone or naltrexone, um, per se period he wanted to know about the solubility of naltrexone hydrochloride in water because he is taking the higher dose 50 milligram tablet of naltrexone and crushing it up and putting it in water which is a very common practice and maybe in switzerland you have to do that in the united states you don't have to do that because you just call a compound pharmacist like my wife or i and we can make it in a capsule for you so yes john it is soluble in water because it's the hcl salt hydrochloride salt which is usually soluble in water so even up to 100 milligrams per mil and it is stable for at least 60 days if stored in a light resistance container so thank you john for your question as always any listeners or viewers if you have a comment um, please put it on our facebook page or youtube channel and we will get back to you and hopefully we can we can answer it live here for you so without further ado jason thanks for your patience with that intro and um, welcome to our show and give us a little introduction of yourself so yeah, um, I'm Jason Michael Book. Uh, I am part owner of CrossFit Four Pillars here in Moses Lake with my wife Valerie. Um, my my background is um, I grew up in Eastern Washington. I grew up a hockey player uh, from the age of three years old up until. 18 where I dabbled in junior hockey a little bit and then um, I made the move I made the move to officiating hockey um, and uh, kind of made my way up through there and I spent uh, about 12 years in the Western Hockey League as an official wow. uh, as a linesman so that's along with other sports that I did along the way that was the the primary focus for for me up until I was about 40 years old. So um, that's kind of a little about myself. Wow. So then is it uh, Four Pillars CrossFit that brought you to Moses Lake? No. Uh, so <laughs> by education, I have a degree in chemical engineering. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, work brought me here. Um, I lived uh, – Went to school at Washington State University, went to uh, spent a year in Tacoma working at Kaiser Aluminum at one of the aluminum smelters, then moved into a petrochemical uh, uh, plant down in Kalama, Washington, and then moving finally to Moses Lake at the REC Silicon facility. So, but now I am with uh, Grant County PUD as an engineering manager. 
Oh, okay. So that's right. my day well, job. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I'm glad you made it to Moses Lake, and we're excited to hear your story about CrossFit and just learn about CrossFit. Janet, what's what questions do you have to, to start off with Jason? Well, Jason, it's quite a transfer from hockey to CrossFit. So I just kind of curious as to how that journey brought you to CrossFit. Um, I was injured. Okay. So I would get I was I would get to the end of a hockey season refereeing season at the time and I would have terrible hip bursitis and low back pain and I had a torn labrum and um, through my own research and training methodologies because I, I wasn't getting any younger and it sure seemed like the players were getting younger and faster and stronger mm-hmm. and I needed a way to come up and I so honestly I kind of I kind of fell into it through physical therapy. Um, there's a couple of physical therapists that actually have their practices in a CrossFit gym. And I started, you know, Hey, you know, I started doing back squats to, you know, full depth back squats and learning how to press correctly and bench press correctly and just moving better. And, um, in conjunction with physical therapy, I was able to get myself out of, repeated um injury chronic these were chronic uh, for for the most part so um yeah that's kind of how i stumbled into crossfit you know and once you hit crossfit and you youtube crossfit you see you know most of the stuff you see on crossfit is the competitor side or the sport side of training and i'm a competitor at heart so that really spoke to me i'm like wow look at all the cool stuff they're doing they're flipping tires they're climbing ropes they're doing olympic weightlifting they're swimming they're riding a bike they're doing all of these things and man that would be cool to be able to do all those things well i think that's one of the names were cross that's where the name comes from crossfit is like cross training probably and um you know cross training is nothing new um it's been around for at least you know decades and decades um and and largely cross training would come from the fact that until we had indoor stadiums and all kinds of ways to develop um you know where you could play baseball year round or you could play soccer year round. We had cross training because things were seasonal. Football was a winter sport. I mean, football, mm-hmm. yeah, was a, was a fall sport. Um, basketball was a winter sport because it was played indoors. Baseball was a spring sport because um, um, a spring summer sport. And, and sports were meant for seasons, and we always had cross-training. Even if you had, I think a great story is Eric Hyden. You know, Eric Hyden was an Olympic skater in the olympics back in the mm-hmm. 70s or 80s and his cross training in the off season you know up until probably 15 20 years ago we didn't have ice year round there weren't places that you could ice skate year round and well now there are obviously so he would do cross training um he would do biking in the um you know off season so and i think the whole concept of cross training you know helps prevent injury and overuse injuries and just helps you make stronger muscles and a stronger body overall. So, so why don't you go into some of the history of CrossFit and cross training and kind of how CrossFit, the brand name got started. 
So yeah, it's, it's, it's important to make that distinction that CrossFit isn't reinventing anything. They're taking what, what is already and has existed and kind of just put it in a, in a di- more digestible pieces, you know, and how we implement it. And so CrossFit really was founded in the late nineties Our the founder of CrossFit, Greg Glassman, um, kind of started in a regular gym as a personal trainer, um, in Southern California. Um, he also happened to be in close proximity, um, to a Navy SEAL base, Um, And occasionally he'd have the Navy SEALs come in and he would do training with them. Um, And he would do basically what is now considered today CrossFit. Um, So CrossFit has a lot of ties to the special forces uh, community. And in fact, a lot of our upper level management are former Navy SEALs, Green Berets, special forces folks. So, um, so yeah, um, eventually, um, just because the nature of, of, uh, of CrossFit and, you know, uh, a lay person looking at CrossFit and see what we do in a typical workout, it's like, man, you guys are doing crazy stuff. The weights are going everywhere and all of this. And so he eventually had to move out of the gym that he was practicing in. And so he, got his own space and he started the first CrossFit gym. And then a few years later, the second CrossFit gym actually was in Seattle, Washington, South Seattle CrossFit. So that was the second gym CrossFit gym to open up. Um, And kind of the rest is history. It was one of the fastest growing uh, um, exercise methodology methodologies. Um, to come up through the 2000s until we are today. Right. Well, I pre-show when we were talking, when you said it was actually founded in 1999, I had no idea it was that recent because it has had a phenomenal growth. Um, Right. So, you know, there must be something good about it. So I'm excited to hear more. Janet, what questions do you have for Jason about specifics maybe? Well, Jason, I think we've all sat and watched the YouTube clips that are probably not the best uh, story uh, or example of what CrossFit is with safety and and different things. So I want to address that because I feel like that's like the little elephant in the room because everybody's watched the bloopers that aren't so great. So let's just get that out. (laughs) CrossFit fails. CrossFit fails. I mean, Uh, you got to admit, Jason, they are fun to watch. I mean, they they are are hilarious. So, So just like with any... There, you know, any type of exercise, there's comes risk, right? So, and, and I can't, I'm not going to speak for other CrossFit gyms. So just for everyone's knowledge, every CrossFit gym is independently owned and they manage how they see fit. And the way that we've been taught is we have, we call it, uh, we have a little acronym MCI. It's mechanics, consistency, and intensity. So you learn the mechanics, you get consistent at using those mechanics, and then then and only then are you allowed intensity. So, right? So if yeah, you were to nice. come into our CrossFit gym, you're going to use a PVC pipe until 
you we feel comfortable that you know you how you're going to move a barbell or a dumbbell or a kettlebell um interesting enough there's been a ton of research on crossfit injuries so crossfit injuries in all actuality are in line with current exercise methodologies um uh it runs about 19 to 21 percent which is on par with everything else Uh, consequently running has a 73 percent injury rate oh yeah (laughs) right absolutely it's one of the hardest things i was talking to my youngest son yesterday about running and it's you know he's only not quite 20 years old but it's the highest impact most prone to injury exercise out there you have to be really careful you have to have good mechanics and as you age you have to be super super careful yeah. So yeah, we teach you how to run, right? We teach you to run. We, we don't like a heel strike in the run. We like a forefoot to midfoot strike. Um, we like cadences around 180 steps per minute, right? Those are the types of things that, you know, that, that when you come to a CrossFit class, you're, it's not just exercise. You're going to learn how to move. We really see ourselves as teachers. Yeah, that's great to know. And I, and I think one of the things we were discussing earlier, um, Jason, is that, you know, from the outside looking in, we see these YouTube videos of CrossFitters or we think of the CrossFit super competitive people. And so that's mm-hmm. what we think of a common CrossFit gym. And honestly, that's kind of what I thought, um, you know, your gym would be is just, uh, you know, you go in there and you try to do as much and as hard as you can, as quick as you can. And you're on a national leaderboard to compete with that. But you're saying that's not necessarily the case. No. In fact, if you go into like today, today's workout. So we, we do have one workout, but every, that workout is optimized to your, your ability. So even though we have one workout, up there, um, up on our, on our, our whiteboard, everyone is going to be a, doing a different version of that workout just because, Hey, you know, I have a new person here and I'm not looking to get them so sore that they don't want to come back. Or I have a veteran, you know, that's been crossfitting for years. Maybe they can do the workout as written, but everybody's doing the workout according to their own ability. Right. And we can't, we, we stress that we go through. um, So every workout has a purpose and we communicate that at the beginning of class, right? The purpose of this workout is to, we want you in this time domain, we want you to lift this relative load. We want, you know, these number of reps completed. So that's how we frame each workout. And then we modify the workout so you can, be at that time domain. You can be at that loading, relative loading. We can be at that rep range. So even though we have one workout written up, if you were to look into the room, everybody's doing a different type of workout. I see. that. That's good to know. So what is this typical... I mean, all these, there's so much varied because it's it's the nature of CrossFit, but what what does a typical workout look like? How many? How long is it? How many sets? How many reps? Um, I know that's a broad question, Jason, but if somehow you can narrow that down, um, it, it might answer some <laughs> questions. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we do everything from something that would last two and a half minutes, which is a dead sprint, 
to, you know, we'll run a 5K, right? And everything okay. in between. <laughs> so, All right. So CrossFit, as we say, is infinitely scalable. Anybody can do CrossFit, right? And we can scale or modify any type of functional movement to make you successful and get the stimulus that you need. So, man, like uh, I'll like uh, Saturday's workout, we did four rounds of a 500 meter uh, row and a thousand meter bike, and we rested three minutes, and we did that four times. And that was right? a complete. And that was a complete workout. That was it. And that was, that was an hour. And that was an hour. Uh, the actual workout itself, when we started, takes about twenty-five minutes. But we go through a general warm-up, and then we do some specific teaching on rowing technique and biking technique. Uh, we may do a little test round to see how it's going to feel, and that usually takes about thirty minutes. And so we, then we have thirty minutes to do the workout. And if we have time left over at the end of class, we'll do a cool down, uh, some mobility work, and some stretching. That's interesting. And so, not every—I mean, when I when I think of CrossFit in general, I don't think of you know endurance stuff. Like I know you guys row, and I know you guys um, bike, but I, I think of weights. So, not always is there strength training in in a CrossFit session. No, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it is, you know, definition of com CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements executed right. at relatively high intensity. Right? From everything from sometimes we just have a weightlifting day. Sometimes it's just endurance. Sometimes it's a mix. So and, and how many days do people typically what do you guys recommend for typically working out is it how many days a week? So our recommendation, so if you're starting CrossFit, because nobody's really used to the intensity, because um, CrossFit workouts are hard. Um, so we usually say, hey, let's, let's do a few weeks at three days a week. But for, you know, the most of our members are four to six days a week. And it's an hour, hour session that includes warm up, teaching, cool down and workout. And it sounds like from what I'm just what I'm hearing is that each workout is varied enough that you're not really going to be, you know, overworking your upper body or lower body because um, there's there, there's endurance stuff there. There's strength stuff there. Um, so are the yeah. workouts designed where, you know, like on a Monday you'll do and I'm just using an example. Uh, on a Monday, you'll do, you know, biking, rowing. And on a Tuesday, you'll do, you know, more weightlifting stuff. Is that kind of how they're designed? For the moment, yeah, you, you yeah. hit it. So, you know, it is varied. It's not random, right? So, you know, we've got some – so in our programming, we've got, you know, one day a week, we're not going to see any weights. One, you know – one day a week, we're going to go overhead with a weight. Uh, those types of things, right? We're going to probably do some squatting movement two or three times a week. We're going to do a hinging movement like a deadlift or a clean one to two times a week. So we have a, a 
a set of governance right here. So we don't see those types of overuse injuries, right? We're not going to be doing um, presses, you know, three days in a row. Yeah. As an example, right. right. right? Yeah. That, that, that makes total sense. So one thing you were discussing um, is CrossFit is not just, um, you know, training and exercise. There's also a nutrition component. Can you explain the nutrition component of CrossFit? So from a very high level, so CrossFit, so it, it's, it's very simple from a very high level. It's eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. So don't eat it if it doesn't rot. Yeah, that's exactly. pretty much it. <laughs> eat real food. That's what we say on this podcast all the time, Jason, is, you know, just if you stick to eating real food, you'll, you'll probably be okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you want to get more specific, uh, what they teach us is the zone diet, which is basically a 40, 30, 30 split between, uh, carbs, proteins, and fats. So 40% of your calories are coming from carbs. 30% of your calories are coming from proteins and fats. Okay. And if those of you that are familiar with the zone diet, they use blocks, which equates to it's basically counting macros or another fancy way of counting calories. So, but if you just stick to eating real food, you're probably going to be just fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get into some de- debates, friendly debates with people mm-hmm. and I'm a, my fit, my fitness pal junkie. I, mm-hmm. I just am. But I also talk to people that, you know, you don't need to track macros or even track calories if you're eating real food. And and there's some there's some truth to that. Um, and I did, and the example I give is, you know, you know when a you know if we want to use a real you know a real biological example when when a lion is gonna or a, yeah when a lion is gonna attack a gazelle, they don't they don't say well gee I wonder how much carbs protein and fat <laughs> is in that meal you know right. or how many calories mm-hmm. I mean they just they just eat it when they can now yeah you know one of the issues is is that you know most of us have an unlimited food source in our pantry when we get home so that's part of the problem but like you say if you eat meat vegetables and fruit a little bit of fruit then you know you'll probably you'll probably be fine so um yeah so what would you say jason is the top if when you think of crossfit what would the top five exercises be when you think of CrossFit. And I know that's the whole point of not uh, of CrossFit is that it's not just one or two things, but what would you say the five um, most popular exercises are in CrossFit? Well, the probably the most popular exercises are the ones that nobody likes because they're so hard, right? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, hard. So hard uh, ones. Probably, probably the most famous CrossFit uh, uh, movement, I would say is the thruster. So it's a front squat and you combine, combine it with a push press. So you're going from a front rack position with the barbell across your shoulders, you're going into a squat. And then as you come out of that squat, you're going to press the bar overhead. What, um, what a great compound movement though. And you get yeah. a lot of work done in a short amount of time. I mean, that's a great movement for sure. Yep. Um, uh, burpees always come up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Those are good. Uh, people, uh, 
CrossFit gets a bad reputation around kipping pull-ups. So we use a gymnastics beat swing in order to get to use pull-ups, but it's, it's an important distinction to, to note that yes, we do a lot of strict pull-ups in our training program. The reason why we do, we use a beat swing, a gymnastics beat swing in our kipping pull-ups is that we can do them faster. So if we can do them faster, we have a higher, uh, higher power output gets our heart rate up a lot faster. So when we're doing those pull-ups, we're not necessarily looking for uh, a muscular type of adaptation. We're looking for an aerobic adaptation, right? Yeah. We're looking to to build that aerobic capacity. So we, we have our, our kipping pull-ups, um, tire flips is probably another one. You see that in strongman all the time. Um, climbing a rope, um, yep. rope climbs are fun. Um, what about muscle, probably... up? Mus- muscle ups? Is that, I mean, yeah, I know that's so, a hard one for sure. So there's two kinds of, there's two kinds of muscle ups. There's the bar muscle ups where you're using a pull up bar to do a oh, muscle up right. on, and then we have yeah. ring muscle ups. Yeah. So that's probably the most technically challenging gymnastic movement in CrossFit. The ring, right? the ring so, muscle so, up. Yeah, so you're using yeah. a set of rings like they would in like a gymnast would use, you know, where they're doing the iron cross. But we use it in a sense of we're getting from below the rings from a hanging position to an extended position where you're self-supporting yourself um, with your arms above. Now, the, I'm back on the pull-ups. Are, are those also butterfly pull-ups? Is that – am I using the wrong term there? Nope. That, why, why do I – is that the same thing? It's a, it's a style of kipping pull-up. Yeah. So basically, it's another way to speed up the repetition. So yeah. we have kipping pull-ups, and then we have butterfly pull-ups. So the butterfly is even faster, right? However, usually with that increased density um, comes, you know, you're putting the shoulder through some pretty um, – good forces. So we, you know, we have a progression within our gyms like, Hey, you can't do kipping pull-ups until you have so many pull-ups. You can't do butterfly pull-ups until you have so many kipping pull-ups. So we have a progression on where we, it goes back to the mechanics, consistency, intensity, right? Have to have show good mechanics consistently. Then we can show you the intensity. Well, and you know, the nature of CrossFit when when it gets competitive is like you say with the kipping pull-ups or butterfly pull-ups, it's it's just a matter of what you know, what is the safest way that you can get the most reps in. And that's just the nature of CrossFit. So you know, when some, you know, traditional say, oh, well, that's cheating when it's doing pull-ups. It's like, well, it's not cheating in CrossFit. I mean, because your whole point is how many times can you pull your chin over the bar, right? Right. And, and, and I think crossers have done a good job of figuring that out. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with, um, oh, I think snatches is another common one. Um, I mean, mm, you know, yes. which, you know, if the mechanics are wrong with snatches, I mean, it can get ugly fast. Um you know, but by the same token, CrossFitters have really figured out how, you know, what's the maximum amount, 
you know, of, of reps you can do in a, in a, in a, in a set period of time. And crossers have fairly figured that out with, with their snatch um, technique. So can you discuss that at all? Yeah. So when, yeah, CrossFit really early on, you know, we saw the videos of the CrossFit pills. Um, but it's, it's interesting. We CrossFit has, so CrossFit has single-handedly been responsible for the boon of Olympic weight or the rebirth of Olympic weightlifting in the United States. Um, many of the top weightlifters in the United States all started in CrossFit. And then, hey, the snatch and clean and jerk, they fell yep. in love with those lifts and that's what they do full time. Um, so we have a very good relationship. In fact, CrossFit has, we have subject matter experts within the organization. So we have a weightlifting subject matter expert and he's an internationally renowned coach, right? He writes all of the educational material for us um, as an example, right? So now we're seeing CrossFitters. So the number one female CrossFitter right now, her name is Tia Claire Toomey. She competed in the sport. She's been to the Olympics in weightlifting. She's a top CrossFit for Australia. Um, wow. She went to the, the Rio Olympics um, and competed as a weightlifter there. And uh, the following year, she competed in the Commonwealth Games and she won her weight class. So you can see the evolution yeah. of CrossFit from those early fails to now where, you know, our ath our top level athletes can compete with some of the regular athletes that are doing this full time. Well, and it makes sense if that's what, you know, because CrossFit, that's kind of what cross training is all about mm -hmm. is to, you know, train you to be good in a certain sport. And I think, you know, before the show, we were talking about how there's a lot of triathletes that do CrossFit. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense because if you want a good, healthy body, you can't just focus on just one sport. You need to, you know, do a variety of movements in order to um, have the, the, best, the best health. Mm -hmm. Consequently, a lot of CrossFitters do triathlons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I've got I've got mountain bike racing friends that that are CrossFitters. You know, um, yeah. now one of the I think one of the most important things, and when I think of CrossFit, the first thing that comes to me is community. And you know, there, there's kind of a running joke, and I hope I don't step on any toes by saying this, but um, it's it's actually a compliment. It's like, um, well, how do you know? How do you know? Um, somebody does CrossFit. Well, because within the first two minutes of telling you, they'll tell you. Uh, the first two minutes of meeting them, they'll tell you. Know what you're going to say, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and they do. I mean, I, I'll I'll be somewhere, wherever, traveling across the nation, and meet somebody out of the blue, and I mean, within three minutes, they're telling me, "Well, I'm a CrossFitter." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I think there's a lot. Not not I think there's a lot to be said about community because we all. You know, we all want to be healthy, um, or at least most of us. And um, it's not—it's not easy to do it on our own. And I think the more you have community of supporters, um, the more you know the chances that you'll have to stay consistent um, and to stay motivated. So, can you tell us a little bit about how did CrossFit develop that community, and tell us a little bit about the community? 
So when when our founder kind of developed CrossFit, he never saw the community aspect in the initial parts. That just something that happened. Um, I you know, how did it evolve? It is you know a lot of CrossFit started in the garage. Um, so a lot of these gyms that exist today, especially the older gyms, they all started in a garage and they were a bunch of friends. It's like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to go, come on over. I'm going to do this crazy workout. Come do it with me. Right. And they're just like, you get done with the workout and Hey, that was great. Let, Hey, let's do it again tomorrow. And then your friends, their friends invite more friends. Pretty soon you run out of, you run out of your space in your garage and you go, you go rent out a, a, an old warehouse somewhere, yeah. right? And that's kind of the birth of the community where you have like-minded folks, you know, um, doing that. Uh, and it just kind of grows organically. I know for us, um, man, we do quite a bit outside of the gym. I mean, we, we hey, we've got a 5K this today. Um, I know for a fact that we're we're planning to do some Spartan races over the summer as a community. Um, sometimes we'll, we, we like to take our fitness outside of the gym and we'll go to the park and get some paddle boards and, you know, paddle board on the lake and come do burpees and kettlebell swings as a giant team workout. Um, <clears throat> we have a group of folks uh, that do triathlons together. We do a ton of stuff outside the gym. Um, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So tell us what it typically runs, at least at your gym and maybe other gyms too, to a to be a member of a CrossFit gym. So we have packages that start. Uh, my wife. My, this is where my wife comes in. She's <laughs> way smarter at this than I am. Um, I'm going to say around, we'll say a hundred packages go from a hundred to $150 per person. And, you know, it's from three times a week to come, come and live at the gym as much as you can type of packages. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, um, in terms of cost relative to our peers, we're kind of on the low side of things. Um, there are gyms in the Los Angeles area that are three to four hundred dollars a month. Yep, at those same packages. So, what you get well, is that... go ahead. What you get is is you basically get a group style, but we're there to number one, make sure that you're safe. Right, that's first and foremost. Um, two, we're teaching you how to move, right, and prep you for these workouts. You're getting a warm up. Um, man, we're really striving for this to be your best hour of your day. We want this 60 minutes. Like, man, I've been at work all day. I can't wait until I go to the gym. That's what we're looking for, right? And that's kind of what we're we're what you're paying for. Well, that's priceless. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. And when you look at it overall, and we discuss this all the time on our podcast, whether it be with you know your healthcare in general or paying for a gym membership, um, it's all about priorities. And you know, most of us pay you know way too much money for one of these crazy devices, and or 
you know, eating out or fast food or Starbucks, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, so when you think about it and you, especially if you amateurize it over, you know, if you do 20 workouts over a month and you paid 150 bucks, that's pretty inexpensive entertainment and you got healthy doing it. So it's really all about priorities. And I, I know I, I travel to gyms all over the nation when I work out and there are some gyms that, you know, just to pop in and do one workout, it's 20 to 25 bucks for one workout. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it's about priorities. And, um, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, 150 bucks a month is, is very, very, you know, it creates, there's a lot of value there. And let's remember that, you know, when somebody is invested into something, they typically are going to be more compliant and want to use it more. Nothing we get out of life, usually in general, there's exceptions, Nothing that's free do we ever have really has much value. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing, but there are ex- exceptions. But, um, you know, if we're vested in it, we're going to get more value yeah. out of it. Yeah, I was I was that guy. I was like, well, when I first heard of CrossFit and I was like, oh, how much is it going to be? And I was like, holy smokes, it's going to be this. And basically, when you, you well, when you when you break it down to a class by class basis, you know, it's, you know, six dollars a class, and right. So it's I, you know, for me, it was you know when we discussed joining CrossFit, and you know, hey, I had a pretty healthy Starbucks addiction, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Um, so I just stopped going to Starbucks. Yeah, and that's yeah, it, know, it's all about priorities. It, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jason, um, as we wind, wind this podcast up, I got two questions for you. The first one is, what do you have a passion for? Oh man, man, my passions change. Um, man, <laughs> I love love helping people. Um, it's man, I love I love the new member that comes in, and you know, a new person and they're when they come in, you know, I always tell them the hardest thing about CrossFit is just getting here. Once you're in the door, I'm in, I'm, I've got you in cruise control. I'm going to take you through this. And then seeing that person three to six months later, right. You know, we had a, we had a member come in. Um, she could barely do a burpee. She could barely get off the ground. Right. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward six months later, man, she's doing burpees all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, it's those kinds of successes where you see that their quality of life is improving. And, you know, that's one of the things I like to tell people is take a picture now and then take a picture in six months. You might not see it on the scale, but you're going to see it in the picture. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We always forget about those non-scale victories and, you know, the scale can be a tool, but in, in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter what the scale says, as long as we're looking better and we like our looks. I mean, that's really what the important part is. Right. For sure. So Jason, um, how do we find out more about you or get a hold of, um, uh, you if we're interested in signing up for CrossFit? So we're, we're on Facebook and Instagram. CrossFit Four Pillars. It's real easy to find. We have a website, CrossFitFourPillars.com. Those are probably the easiest way. We have our phone. I don't I don't have our there it is right there. <laughs> um yeah, our phone number is there. 
um, you'll get my wife or our our manager Kelly Bragg. Um, to probably they're way better coaches than I am. Um, it's like I tell people they're the brains of the business. I'm just here to look pretty. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I can echo that for my business. <laughs> well, I appreciate being on today, Jason. I'd love to pop in someday. Um, we will have to stay in touch because I'd love to pop in someday and just do yeah. a do a do a workout. So I'll have to kind of coordinate that um, sometime. So I'd really I'd really enjoy that because I've never done a, a a cross an actual CrossFit workout. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Cool. Well, thank you for being on so much, Jason. I, I really, really appreciate it. And um, anybody that is watching, uh, please, if you're interested in CrossFit, or if you have CrossFit friends, please share this with them. Tag them in this because uh, they need to hear about this because it's a big community and they and they need to share this because it's, it's definitely something to brag about. So thank you, Jason, for being on today. I really appreciate your time. And thank you, listeners and viewers. And tune in, I think, Wednesday. We will be on 8 to 9 a.m. Civic Standard Time, my personal Facebook page, and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that 8 to 9 a.m. Civic standard time thank you for listening thank you for watching health solutions with sean and janet needham